0: Good morning, Capton Happy you're here. Glad to be back after a bit of weekend break. I was up till 2 a.m. on back-to-back days doing some Python coding with ChatGPT in order to automate the transcription process of podcast episodes as I've received a request from the community for transcripts. For some of our listeners who are hearing impaired, we have done transcripts in the past, but it's been a little inconsistent because it's not an automated process for us. It's very manual. I have not quite figured out the automation process yet, but I have a friend who's helping me get there. So please bear with me. Sometimes I feel like I have so many priorities with this show. It's hard to make fast progress, but we are getting there. Speaking of progress, Rudy, one of our very awesome listeners, hi Rudy, are you listening with your mom? Hi Rudy's mom, is developing a Stoicism iOS app for us. I will bring you more information to you as that app gets closer to launch, but my goodness, this kid is talented, and this app is a happy little appy. I mean, it is really cool. It's probably only 30% done, but it's already looking so rad, everybody's going to love it. It is not going to be a free app, but it is going to be a very cheap and affordable app. And I think you guys know when I say that, I mean it. It's going to be like $1.99 or something like that a month. And there'll be the option to, you know, pay for $10 for the year or maybe $50 for a lifetime. We'll make sure it's accessible price-wise. And it is going to be jam-packed with daily content. Not the same content, new separate fresh content. And if you are wondering how it's possible we could do more content than we already do, just stand back, because we are just getting started. Today, we are diving into Book 1, Meditation 6, and in this one, Marcus thanks Sextus. Let's find out what for. Of Sextus, mildness and the pattern of a family governed with paternal affection— and a purpose to live according to nature, to be grave without affectation, to observe carefully the several dispositions of my friends, not to be offended with idiots, nor unseasonably to set upon those that are carried with the vulgar opinions, with the theorems and tenets of philosophers, his conversation being an example of how a man might accommodate himself to all men and companies." so that though his company were more sweeter and more pleasing than any flatterer's cogging and fawning, yet was it at the same time most respected and reverenced, who also had a proper happiness and faculty, rationally and methodically, to find out and set in order all necessary determinations and instructions for a man's life, a man without ever the least appearance of anger or any other passion, able at the same time most exactly to observe the stoic apatheia or unpassionateness, and yet to be most tender-hearted, ever of good credit, and yet almost without any noise or rumor, very learned, and yet making little show of it. I find it absolutely lovely how frequently we've spoken about idiots in this book thus far. It's a powerful reminder that if anyone was thinking the world hasn't always been filled with frustrating people, those anyones are wrong. Sextus is responsible, it seems, for nurturing Marcus's forgiving disposition, something that served him well as emperor and resulted in him being more loved than he was despised, for he was a rare emperor when it came to dealing with his detractors. He didn't have them beat, he didn't have them killed, he simply let them have their say and moved on. But before this part, Marcus thanks Sextus for showing him what a father or patriarchal head of a family should be like. Not violent, not abusive, not angry, but mild, while at the same time being grave or firm. Not out of show, but out of a sort of desire to provide a rigid framework that a family could be built upon. I think it's a little bit of a shame to see how this sort of thing has come to be translated today in modern times or in contemporary times. So many fathers do seem to mistake rigid and supportive for immovable and controlling. Do this. Why? Because I said so. You know, that sort of thing. My feeling is that Sextus wasn't tough love, rather honest love and that the position of patriarchal head came with some responsibilities that weren't about show, they weren't about affecting a tough exterior, rather they were about reliability and stability. He also taught Marcus to be of the sort of demeanor in public and private that he was more comfortable to be around than even the most skilled flatterers. I can appreciate this one, And I know not everyone may be able to, but if you have ever held a position of relative power, let's say you're someone's manager or boss, I have been that in the past, or in Marcus's case, someone's emperor, which I don't think anyone listening (laughs) has ever filled that role, imagine how on edge people might be around you, how nervous they might be for your approval, or how much they might fear you if you're not careful, even if it's not from your perspective called for. I think as individuals, we don't think about this very often. We usually have to work pretty hard to get into positions of relative power, like managers, bosses, CEOs, that sort of thing. I think for the most part, we think, I'm a nice guy or I'm a nice gal. Why would anyone be afraid of me? That doesn't seem very reasonable. It never even crossed my mind. But think about any position you've ever been in that wasn't one of relative power, and your boss or CEO has come around to shadow your department for the day or your work or imagine that some other big cheese has been present for a talk or a presentation you've given. It's unnerving, right? Or at least I think it is for most of us. Now, of course, we are not responsible for how others feel, but justice calls us to do what? Remember, justice is one of the cardinal virtues, and it's not just about the law. Justice calls us to consider our dealings with others carefully. That is the stoic definition of justice, how we deal and interact with other people. It's difficult to convey a gracious disposition and an unassuming presence when you occupy a position of relative power, because people without power get very nervous around power. And to recognize that as a person with power, I think, is a skill and also a virtue. Sextus also set the example of never being with the indication of anger. Well, Sextus sounds like a saint, because that's perhaps the most difficult thing yet discussed today to not even show an outward appearance of anger. Have you ever become suddenly aware of the face you're making in response to something that has upset you, and then suddenly next you become aware that everyone else is aware that you're making that face? And then you're like, oh, I should probably tone that down a little bit. Have you ever been there? I think a lot of us know that feeling. And we know it's also hard to get out in front of, to prevent ourselves from doing it, if we're not in the habit of paying attention to the fact that we do it. Maybe sextus isn't as great as Marcus says, Or maybe he is. But I think we can take away from the suggestion that he wasn't, that we could all be paying better attention to this. Because clenching your fists, scowling, grinding your teeth, and saying, no, no, it's fine. I'm not angry. No, 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 it's fine. I swear, I'm not angry, right? Like that thing? That's not exactly very convincing. And then lastly, to be learned. And as a high school and college dropout, I hold this very near and dear to my heart. And maybe I shouldn't but I find it pretty important. No matter who you are, no matter your disadvantages in life, you should do whatever you can to seek out knowledge. Now, depending on the disadvantages you possess, that process is going to look different. For example, someone with vision impairment will not read in exactly the same way that someone without vision impairment does. And someone who failed out of high school, like I did, will not have access to classrooms and guided study like others will but that doesn't mean they can't guide themselves. It also doesn't mean they can't seek out mentors for help in being guided. It's cliche, but it's true. Knowledge is power, and it's a sort of power I think we all need a good amount of in order to navigate this world safely and well. It may be an indifference, but I think it's a preferred indifference at the very least. And, you know, if you equate knowledge with wisdom— although they can, of course, be separate things, then it's not just a preferred indifferent, it's a virtue. So, if you are the patriarchal or even matriarchal head of your family, if you find yourself regularly annoyed with others, if you occupy a position of power, or if you hold wisdom and knowledge in high regard, take a page from the playbook of Sextus and see what applying today's meditation can do for you. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you. If you've got questions or want to follow up on Sextus and his thank you, or you have your own interpretation of this meditation, jump into our Discord. Nearly 600 people are in there at this point, and let me know. You can join for free at stoicismpod.com forward slash Discord, and I hope you will if you haven't already. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care.